Hello, everyone and anyone, and welcome to the Alexi Aaron Podcast. I'm Aaron, the web guy, joined as always by... Alexi Aaron. She's the author. And special guest star... The Red Pen. The Red Pen. Uh, Red Pen, uh, just remind everyone, what is it that you do here? I put red marks all over Alexi Aaron's hard work. Oh, fantastic. (laughs) And are you okay with this, Alexi? No. No. Okay. So the editor-author <laughs> bond is strong, as we know. But Don't worry. There's been a paragraph I've not touched before. There's been one paragraph. I've seen one redless paragraph. Anyway, so we have the editor here, um, so we can talk about the Night of Pages, the first, uh, well, I don't... Standalone book in, in probably 10 years? In probably 10 years. First standalone book. Because so, Alexi Deep Lore is that she did write some books before. For the haunted series, right, and also um, stone tablets. And also, such, right? the haunting at Cold Creek Hollow was originally a standalone. Ah, well, there you go. So mm-hmm. that's important things to keep in our heads. So that's, I guess, the question is the haunting of Cold Creek Hollow, part of the haunted series. So why write a book or this book or any book that's not in the haunted series? Well, it helps uh, bring in the muse, and also I have ideas that don't fit into the haunted series. Um, that would stick out like a storm of thumb like they're not in the same universe you know they are uh, the hunt um, the night of pages is more of a paranormal romance slash suspense novel okay and before we get into uh, we're, we're it's gonna be a little later when we might have any spoilers so in kind of a general sort of sense why this book um, it was actually came from a conversation I had with Amanda Nooks from Australia Amanda Nooks. Uh, what, is there any chance Amanda might listen to this? I have no idea. Maybe. Well, then just, just say well, hi. Hello, anyway. hello Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> She's a quite an accomplished person, and I think that um, my readership in Australia took off after she made a few comments. Okay. So I, I, we were talking about books in general, and what books made a difference, and what, how did we choose books when we were able to read. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it occurred to one or the other of us, I can't remember exactly, well, what would happen if the book chose us? Right. And now that's, that's, that's uh, I think that's kind of the, that, that was that the, the initial thought? Yes. Well, yeah. it, it started to run. You see, like, I always take things to a darker thing. She's probably thinking, you know, oh, why am I reading this book? Did this book choose me? I'm thinking, yeah, it chose you because... You know, horror will follow. <laughs> so, so, so I suppose a quick sidebar would be asking, how much horror are you editing out of the books? <laughs> um, what do you mean? No, no, no. Well, that book, I don't think that's a difficult question because I'm being very literal with it. Sure. I didn't extract anything. Mm-hmm. There was no need. No need. So I just, you know, reminded. Alexia, you know what a comma does, and, and what a comma does. <laughs> there you and go. And it was pretty smooth sailing, actually. That's true. I really, um, I like all the books, but I really like this one. Uh, is it okay if I talk about it? Absolutely. Just, okay. We're trying to keep spoilers <laughs> into just a little. Oh bit. no, no, yeah, I'm not gonna give a spoiler. Mm-hmm. Just because mm-hmm. um, I liked it because this is a sort of book that I'm always trying to find, and it's a bit difficult because it's kind of like I see it as kind of like a gothic romance in a way. Because it's got a mysterious location, it's got a mystery, but it's got it's got a a romance, but there's also horrors around. Great. And I kind of like the contrast with a very sort of pure and healthy romance, but there's also 
the scary parts of life. And I just, I kind of like those two things Beautiful. juxtaposed or whatever. Yeah, I think that, now, now for, for those of us in the audience like myself who believe that gothic fiction is exclusively Victorian women running away from castles in the middle of the night, um, kind of gothic sort of would be, well, how would you describe it, Alexi? Well, usually in the past, in the 70s, when mm -hmm. gothics were big, I, I mean... It is a gothic romance. Gothic, gothic okay. is more like Anne, mm -hmm. and Man, I can't remember. Castle of Otranto and stuff. But so it, it's... Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, in a sense, uh, Barbara Michaels wrote some uh, also yeah. uh, gothics. It was during that time, in the, in the 1970s, where, again... All the book covers had the women running away, right, right, you know, right, from right. a from a castle, from a mm -hmm. manor. You had that mysterious location. I would almost say that uh, Jane Eyre is a gothic. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. Okay. Um, j just to put it in, in. That's a good one. Yeah, that's, that, that's definitely one. a gothic. The idea was, um, but there's a distinct. Sure, but obviously uh, there's a distinct difference with Jane Eyre. But let me say, a gothic usually depends upon the woman being rescued. In Jane Eyre, she rescued herself. Ah. Okay. And kind of rescued. And rescued the... <gasps> Can we give spoilers for Jane, Jane Eyre? Eyre? I think so. Uh, <laughs> I don't... Is... You, you spoiled the heck out of it. I'll never, I'll never read or, or watch it. You had it. your chance. I had, but the idea, I had had the chance. The idea was uh, a woman is put in a situation she can't readily get out of, whether it is a social, uh, economic uh, position. Now, in uh, Night of Pages... The reason it's it seems gothic because there is the enchantment. There is a definite place where enchanting things happen. This happens to be a bookstore. Well, and I think that uh, so kind of between enchantments versus ghosts. Yes. Now the idea is that you're used in the haunted series. We got hauntings. We got lots of supernatural sort of stuff. How would you describe enchantments in this book? And let's just kind of say from this point on, mild spoilers are kind of around, but. Uh, for everyone else, if you haven't read it yet, The Night of Pages is fantastic. Uh, frankly, these two won't stop talking about it. <laughs> I, I really love that book. Yeah. And I, and I still love the book. So for anybody who may not be interested in spoilers and dive, drops out here, thank you yeah, very much. But uh, it's a fantastic. And moving forward, Enchantments, let's describe it. Let's get into spoiler talk. Okay, Enchantment is the, um, the bookstore itself. Um, it is positioned in Chicago on a street that is mostly overshadowed by the high-rises around it. Mm -hmm. um, when uh, the proprietor, Nash Green, uh, when he speaks about the shop, he thinks that the enchantment mostly happens, or the books act out, mm -hmm. during when the, the, high, the shadow, like three o'clock to five o'clock, when the the shadows of the high-rises overtake the shop, which puts it into, like, dusk. Even though it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon, in Chicago, the lights go on because the uh, buildings are blocking the sunlight. You call it the gloaming? The gloaming, which is, which is also kind also of... Also a Radiohead song. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's also a magical time, you know, um, especially in Ireland, the gloaming. Mm -hmm. That's where basically that comes from. But what happens is that if you were in the shop, and you pick up a, a book. Uh, uh, let's say, uh, what is your favorite book? Uh, well, let's say not Huck Finn. Okay. Well, how about we say <laughs> Little Women? There you go. <laughs> no, he cries with Beth every time. Uh, I know. I know. I, that that that's a hard one. But, but, but yeah. Well, no, let's say no, let's say a Dungeons and Dragons book. 
That's okay. not, no, that won't work. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying that if you picked up a, let's say you picked up a Dungeons and Dragon, Dragons uh, guide. Okay, there you okay. go. Okay. And all of a sudden, whatever is happening in there, you're, you become it. Ah, uh, yeah. It doesn't exit, the books don't, the characters don't exit the book, but you take on the, the bravado of that character that you're reading in the Dungeons and Dragons sure, book. Sure, sure. In this case, I uh, Nash talks about an elderly woman who is arthritic, could barely make it up the stairs. Oh, the books, the uh, chanted books are kept upstairs. Yes, they're on the, the second, second floor. floor yeah. mm -hmm. and, and then from and understanding, she, you got that from the red pen writing from life, right? Uh, no. Uh, no, I wasn't an elderly woman that read Mary Poppins. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Never mind then. Yeah, you, you got but me. She, she went upstairs <laughs> and... Uh, uh, the proprietor was even worried about her. He kind of followed her up the stairs. She had a cane, and she's just clump, walk, walk, clump, because he's listening to make sure she's okay, because he feels a responsibility. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, there's little light steps, and he get he what's going on? So he w runs to the stairway, and she she uh, rides the stairwell down with her cane tucked under her arm and her book under the other, and waltzes to the checkout and purchase Mary Poppins' book. She didn't become Mary Poppins, but she was in the Mary Poppins state of mind. Sure. But as soon as she left the shop, the cane became more necessary, and the arthritis returned, and life goes on. But for the for that moment, that enchanting time in the shop, she was. So kind of so the idea is maybe uh, versus versus let's say possession and, and with ghosts and yes. stuff like that. It's more like it's not possessing. It's more like influenced by enchantments. Yes, they give yeah. advice. That's a good way to say it. Um, another uh, occurrence would be the uh, heroine of the book uh, walks. If you can picture this, she's she's walking down an, uh, an aisle, kind of crowded, kind of dark, as as secondhand bookstores tend to be. Mm -hmm. And the books are really, you know, orderly. They're hardcover books, so you know it's sort of like a wall of books. She's walking down. And this is as the character's walking, the reader sees books move out. So when the character turns around, it's as if the books are suggesting themselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And or they, sometimes giving maybe advice. They or give insight. advice. They so like she would pick. She would pick. In these particular books, she she took something else from you know just their titles because she'd read them before. They she caught on that they were kind of praying or taking notice of her own insecurities. But further on in the book, the books will give advice sure. to the person. The book, the 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 book will either fall out or maneuver itself. It might maneuver itself several shelves so, over. So going to kind of maybe the concept of that time when you read the exact right thing, yes, the right period of your right. life, and it, it, it maybe maybe it was very much outside of your comfort zone. That sort of idea, that sort of feeling, is happening, enchanted. And happening right. during the, and, and the moment. And it's just, it's it's the author's words. Yeah. I take direct quotes from the books. Oh, that's And right. it's yeah. not like the book, you know, all of a sudden talks. It's it's that... You have to read it. You, you read it, and, and you're getting the exact um, printed, copyrighted material from that author. Mm -hmm. And it is giving um, information to the character. Well, sure. Like, for instance, they were puzzling over a a gentleman who tends to be a mommy's boy and uh someone uh, i asked, cannot relate to this <laughs> someone <clears throat> asked well what's this guy's deal well the uh published version of psycho would fall off the shelf 
Was it so, the screenplay version? Yes. Because it wasn't a book first. It wasn't a book. It wasn't a book yeah. first. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. So we felt, you know, so any time this character Weldon would walk in, Psycho would fall off the shelf. You sure. know, it's just saying, here comes Mommy's boy. So, Mom, in Psycho, he's the Mommy's boy to the extreme. That That's true. Okay. I think Jason Voorhees as well. There's a lot of... Jason Voorhees? Yeah, he had mother issues as well. Who's What's Jason Voorhees? Who's the psycho guy? Oh, duh, that's... Uh, uh... Norman Bates? Norman Bates. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I almost said I'm Freddie actually, Highmore. I'm he actually... does not deserve that. No. I mean, uh, he did a good job, but he's not... Really... I'm actually concerned I can pick these up so quickly. Well, in asking about this, how would you... How do you feel about the use of books as characters? I think that it is... Uh, at first, I was a little concerned that maybe it would be taken... Um, uh, as ridiculous, you know, mm-hmm. but how far flung is it from a ghost giving you advice or a ghost walking around with an axe? You know, it's not that far well, off of it. there was an incident that seems somewhat supernatural, but also involves a text of sorts that happened to me. Okay. When I was maybe not moving fast enough on what my next step would be, out of my closet flew my diploma. <laughs> it seemed to be propelled out of my closet. I can't explain it. And I had to laugh. You have to laugh. Yeah. I kind of thought maybe that was grandpa. Oh, it could have been. But did you, uh, but sometimes it, it, a book will call to you. Yeah. Well, and I guess that's kind of the thing is that um, we, we thought that this is going to be a fun little moment when we're talking about the books choosing you, that this might be a chance to all of us kind of go around and talk about what books chose us or what what books maybe came around at just the right time like we mentioned and such and i know that alexi's got some examples and everything you would like to start well the 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 book that called to me was eureka street by uh robert mcliam wilson um i walked i believe i was with red pen we went into a very large uh barnes and noble in uh, Palm Beach Gardens yeah. uh, and walked into the store and we'd never been in that, that store I think it's the first time we went into that store it was big store and I kind of was looking around so maybe see headings which direction I was going to head which was always at the time was to mystery mm-hmm. but I, I turned my head and it was if the light had caught this cover which was lime green and I'm talking uh, maybe 50 feet away mm-hmm. on the top shelf. Um, and I, I just like walked spellbound to this book and pulled it out and it was Eureka Street. And the reason why I feel that this was almost a supernatural occurrence is I got so much from this book. I, I got the idea that you could write irreverently mm-hmm. and also you could pull the reader in and make them care for yeah. character and then kill them. <laughs> and well, then just no spoilers. Just, no, just I don't think that would give anything away. No, but it's that that it, that it would it would feel you would feel it like you could make the reader feel, and this is how you made the re- reader feel. That's why it was such an important I, book. I read that book, and yeah, it's a gut punch. Yeah, I made everybody read one too, right? Yeah, you made everybody go. That's right. I recommend it to every, and that's an, that's another way. Uh, we'll talk about recommendations later. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the book that called you? Um, well, one of them, and we've talked about before, I'm pretty sure, but the... Oh, that's the Labyrinth of Dream Books. I think it's the it's, City of Dreaming it's Books. Walter uh, it's, it's yeah. Walter Moore's. Oh. Um, because two of the titles are very similar. Yeah. Um, 
and I saw again it was the cover I know like don't choose a book by its cover or don't judge a book by its cover but yeah. sometimes the cover might call to you right and um, uh, the City of Dreaming Books did that and I've been pretty obsessed with those um, and I felt I don't know because it was all about being an author about writing books kind of mm, kind of a, a bit of a philosophical and dark look at some things sure. and well, she uh, Red Pen recommended to me, and what I liked about the City of Dreaming Books is it took some hard punches at publishers mm. who, at the time, were ignoring me. <laughs> there I think you go. they still are ignoring <laughs> me. But uh, as far as it, it kind of told me about the, it's all about the cash, you know. Oh, it, well, you know, it's no longer about nurturing, you know. It probably is for some people. I'm yeah, sure that's still sure, exists, it's, but... it's, uh, some people in the publishing trade. Yeah, but I'm going to yeah. say the whole, uh, the, whole the big yeah. six. The, so the idea is that like at the time I know that um, I've read actually you had me read a lot of the Walter Moore stuff I think I started with the Blue Bear oh, oh Ventures of Blue Bear there you go yeah. that's the one um, although Romo is really good Romo, anyway yeah. sorry I know we're not supposed to do book recommendations <laughs> but I've actually read some of these um, uh, well I guess for myself if I could quick go uh, I might have mentioned this one before We, uh, but it was Glenn Cook and the Black Company and this is one of those sort of things to where I might have heard the name before being mentioned by Jim Butcher of the Dresden Files or something like that. But for me to try out a new fantasy series is kind of tough. I kind of need a lot of pushing to get into it because I tried getting into various things and work. This particular one, The Black Company, the little omnibus, and there's like 20 books of this. So it's kind of hard. I know I'm cheating. It's kind of a series, but, you know, it's a big omnibus. The idea is that The Black Company by Glenn Cook spoke to me because I remember the blurb on the back actually saying something that sounded like exactly what it needed was it's like the Vietnam War on peyote but in a fantasy medieval setting or whatever and the gist is without giving anything away from the story is that it brought things down from the heroes and kings of the land slaying things in this big big you know kind of sense of heroism and kind of brought it down to the grunts and the people who were actually doing the work the right. people in the armies and it gave me this beautiful perspective of understanding like what it was like for people who actually were doing stuff, not just talking about doing stuff. And I felt that had a big profound effect and made me want to do more versus just talking about it, <laughs> I suppose. Right. So, yeah. But also, you know, when we're talking about, um, we're also talking about, and then you probably shared that information and, and with, a, with a friend, say, oh, hey, yeah. you've got to read this book. Yeah. Um, uh, Master Margarita was, uh, which does feature prominently in the um, more of the suspense area of uh, Night of Dreaming books because there is so much good information written in that book. The translator, I think, has caught uh, Bulikoff's ideas very well and they just resonate. So I, I found myself returning again and again to that book and using it in my my action sequence mm. with um uh with with Wendell and Clara hiding out and and in Night of Pages in Night of Pages okay because yes. I think you might have said Night of Dreaming Books oh I did say that well, yeah I was I was oh, you know, I was looking I at things for a second because I was like wait a minute <laughs> I I apologize okay. Okay. okay and it's also because of um uh then also the other book that was recommended to me. Uh, was Cabinet of Curiosities, and that's uh, I I always have Preston to, and Child. Yeah, Preston and Childs, um, and this wasn't the starter book. I ended up going to find which book they started their Pendergrass series with, but 
uh, I, this book is amazing. Um, if for any of, of you that that just love to venture into little shops and or go to the the hidden corners of museums, um, it just brings so much. I mean, it just I could identify with everything that was going on in this book. Yeah, and so these and books... it gave me new authors. Not only yeah. when they write together, but when they write separately. Um, and also one of them is an editor, and uh, yeah. I caught a mistake. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're all guilty of the typos. So well, I can't edit myself. I, I so I so we got the books to choose us, and I think that's really kind of the. Would you say that's kind of the soul of Night of Pages? Is is that was the idea? Well, I guess we didn't really talk about like maybe the other half of the coin is that the books choose you and somehow influence you in a way like like they made a bigger impact or maybe informed your ideas at the time. I think that's the other part of it because obviously you can just go, oh, this looks good, and pick up a book. But I mean, sure. it, like, it, it impacts you in some way. It might push you, uh, might push you towards romance, or. In the case of the dark side of this tale, um, it also may convince you or unleash uh, uh, impulses that you might want to keep. Uh, I, I mean, that you would not have thought about unless yeah, you had like read it. Like the Haunted series, editing that for years and years really makes you eat a lot of baked beans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's always eating baked beans, and I go, I want baked beans. And well, I'm, yeah. I'm my Dr. Pepper habit. My Dr. Pepper habit, right? Yeah, that's right. That's in there. Um, <laughs> Twizzlers. Yeah, there's a lot of things red in vines. there. Yeah, yeah red vines. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, the thing about the evil end of the of it, uh, the whole idea of Knight of Pages, what a Knight of Pages is, maybe we should yes. discuss. Um, uh, back in history, there was a fabulous, wonderful library in Alexandria, and it caught fire. And uh, a lot of our, our historical documents... Knowledge from the ancient world is gone. Was gone. In my world, um, there were a group of normal people who fought the fire, rescued the scrolls, and recopied them or, or refurbished them so that they would come... So they would be able to be read again. They were not lost. Um, they were called the Order of Scrolls. And in, but they're just normal people. They're not. They don't have super abilities. They're just. They. They're, they, just they're not librarians of special cards. Well, librarians <laughs> with more with craftsmen. Yes. Okay. Well, I kinda like that. I like yeah. it. Librarians yeah. with special cards. Yeah, I love that. Um, and and uh, they've gone through the generations. When somebody would die, somebody would pick up. But how they became that? How a knight becomes a knight is that he shows the order something. Uh, Remarkable, like in Nash Green's case, um, as a young child, he wanted to rescue these these paperbacks. In the old days, if you couldn't sell a paperback, you would uh, a store couldn't sell a paperback. They would rip the cover off and toss it in the I trash. I had a teacher that maybe might fit this criteria, um, because he did that. He worked out a thing because we had some books that did not that they had like half covers or whatever and i think it was you're not really supposed to do that but his thing was this is such a good book why throw it away right so what but this yeah. child of eight nine ten does is he he uh uh dumpster dives pulls the books out makes his own covers and gives them away mm -hmm. uh so that that's the start of him becoming a knight and later on in life uh he would find books that were out of print 
that, you know, were well-loved, you know, so, you know, they probably have jelly on a page or they were torn from two kids fighting over the book and he would repair them. This is how Nash Green became a knight of pages. He saved pages. Yeah. He saved text. Anything that was on a page, he would save. Sure. So that's how he became, um, and it worked right into with his love of secondhand books. Well, and then we have we have a couple of distinctions because we have pages. Yes. But we also have text because the text can be anything you analyze. Right. Uh, whether it's a book, a film, a pamphlet, <laughs> a commercial, anything. So right. now that in that. So then there's Ishungi. a night. Yeah. Ishungi, we mean. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Coincidentally, some similar name as an actor. It is not that actor, but if you want to imagine that actor, go for it. Because why not? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know what this man is. <laughs> and then you would have the, you would have like the night of memoirs. So everybody would take. I mean, these people would fall in, and um, it, it's uh, basically this group just works on saving basically society through saving the literature of the societies. Right. Not just. American society, we're talking world literature. Well, I think it's very clear the Night of Pages as uh, your first standalone novel in 10 years has been something that's been some, it's something that you've really enjoyed. I, I can speak from the perspective of watching you write it when you were doing it. I think I've spoken this before, but you just, you just, it was nice. It was, it was nice to get to do something a little different from the Haunted series. Not that the Haunted series is going away. It helps refresh it. It helps refresh yeah. it. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Because um, I was going to say, got some information about that coming up at the end but real quick when we were talking about the covers i couldn't help but think about judging a book by the cover and the sort of things that we were kind of going on when it comes to uh the greater amazon sort of thing and the books kind of going on because from my understanding this book had some of the tags were used were no it's the you know, it's the categories. categories um it was very difficult and i'm not even sure and again, readers, you have a, a, a better idea of where it should be placed. Please let me know. I have uh, it. It doesn't fall in obviously the ghost genre because I bear what mention one mention of a ghost. There are no ghosts mm -hmm. in it. Um, it's not. So I decided to look around where to place it. So I have it in paranormal romance and in horror. So when I went to look and see how the book was doing, which because it's not the Haunted series, it's not in the top mm -hmm. area because people aren't looking for it. Sure. Um, or Amazon isn't telling them it's there. It's very difficult when you're independent. Anyway, so I went to look at the, at the books that were at the top and 98% of paranormal romance says have covers of men with no shirts. Yep. I mean, mm -hmm. just, you know, obviously, and it's just, uh, maybe you know the, the the two, and I feel really bad for there's some really quality. I mean, I'm not saying those books aren't quality. I've not read yeah, them. Yeah, but that's what that's. But it's just it's kind of saying oh, but those are the books that you hide under your bed. But as far as <laughs> um, then I looked at the horror side. I went to look at the horror books, and they were women uh, scant uh, in bikinis. Uh, uh, you know, it kind of sounds like it's the old pulp paperback you sure. know like there was the sci-fi pulp ones that were always scantily clad like women aliens mm -hmm. yes and then you had the romance things it was all fabio and yes that's what's going on right now nose. see i so, could <laughs> i could solve this right now we just got to get the shirtless men and the bikini women together <laughs> no, but it's not solved. that doesn't quite see that's what i think that i know that's what it takes well you know what may attract people but that's why when i that's why I, i'm happy i can do my own covers yes because I, I 
uh, it doesn't represent a shirt. I mean, my hero has had uh, heart surgery. He's not really going to look, na you know, look you good naked on the cover. I mean, I'm a kind of a realist. This is this is if you if you're opening my book. My cover has something to do with what's in my book. Sure. Well, so too, it's like there's just different types of, of books. I'm not very good at categorizing things, but some things might be more on the kind of salacious end. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's just like, it's kind of hard if you want a certain type of romance, but you don't want maybe erotica. Or maybe you do. And maybe you, you want to know where to find that and have it be a thing. Right. But then when you don't want that, you can just go to romance or you can go to whatever and maybe not have that in there. Because... It just seems, because even Aaron and I were talking, even on like um, downloading games, there's quite a whole bunch yes. of naughty games, yeah. and yeah. they put it in every category, so it's hard yeah. to see the other games. Puzzles. Puzzles has a lot of anime girls for some reason. Yeah, well, and it's, it's, always, it's just about, <laughs> it's hard to be found, because some things seem to be in all the categories. Yeah, can't. like publishing, uh, publishing houses have a deal with Amazon. I can't speak for Barnes & Noble because I don't know, but they have a deal where they can have... Multi, I mean, more than two categories. Independents only get two categories. Yeah. So and it makes so, it a little harder. Yeah, like the Haunted thing. series falls under uh, uh, Literature Ghost and uh, Literature uh, Horror. I mean, I only had those choices. Mm -hmm. um, for this one, um, there's a lot, of, there's wonderful romance in this book. It's just, I mean, it melt, I mean, I feel kind of ridiculous, but at times when I read it back, I'm going like, oh my God, that made me feel, and I'm the writer. You know? <laughs> uh, this is such a good romance, but if I just put it in romance, it would just get lost. It, and plus, it would not warn the uh, reader that there are, is a dark side to this. Sure. And so I guess the idea is that we're having a little bit of trouble in terms of categorization. Mm -hmm. So what really is making it uh, very helpful, and probably the way that we're getting the most attention to the book, is once again user reviews and I yeah. think we're yeah. very very thankful for everyone writing a review and I think we were definitely noticed that without the reviews on this one it probably wouldn't have been seen by as many people and we could certainly use some more if you have a friend right <laughs> <laughs> well the whole idea is if you if you do like the book share it don't you know um I some people say oh but I want them to buy the book well no, in, in, if you have a Kindle, your friend has a Kindle, share the book to the yeah, person with the Kindle because they may say, you know, I like the stuff she writes. Let me try one of her other books. Yes. It's the same thing with libraries. I love libraries because you put a book in the library and uh, someone's going to read it and say, oh, I want more of this. And we've been a little lax on our paperbacks, well, so they'll time, look for Kindle. Every <laughs> time somebody like in the past, let's say, burned a copy of a CD for me, and you know, obviously, you're not paying for that, and um, and it was really, it was like, oh, this is really good. I then went and bought the albums of whatever yeah. the group was. Like sometimes you, you just want to be able to share something. And that doesn't mean that the person then in turn won't maybe go forth and feel like they want to buy more things. Right. So I don't think you're. It's it's about people like, hey, does this interest you? Does this add something to your day? And if they know that, then they're willing to you know put something in because there's yeah. a, a value exchange. Absolutely. So, and just getting eyes on it starts and that. And yeah. it's also not the idea because I want, you know, more people to buy the book, but I, I, right you really now. You love this book and you want people to read it. Yes. I, <laughs> I really love this book and, and I would like to, uh, knocking on wood, I would like to put it into film. Oh. Because I think it's worth it. I can see it. What? It has a beauty and the peace quality of enchantment. Mm. Um. 
there's wonderful things with it, but you need a lot of mention. <clears throat> it needs to be mentioned here and there. If, if you don't have people that read it, it's like when questions and Goodreads are asked, oh, uh, if, uh, if you were on a desert island, what would you bring, you know, la la la, you know, obviously you have books that you would bring. Mm -hmm. um, if the more the book or my name is mentioned, the easy, the more closer I can get to the door to say, hey, I have this and I have the Haunted series, sure. which I think would make a yeah. wonderful series, um, especially with somebody uh, that can add CG to it. We're, we're, we're always, we're always we, the, the fun exercise of who would you want to play this character, I think has always kind of been the, the hope of maybe you never know, might one day you might be able to see this on the smaller big screen. But yeah. about the reviews, more of them, the fantastic. Thank you very much for everyone that's putting oh, yes. them out there. And I think really to kind of wrap things up here is I think a little bit of a teaser for what the red pen has just gotten her teeth into. Am I right? Mm -hmm. And that would be the next haunted series book. Dun 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 dun. Crossroads. 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 It is a big book. It's it, a big book. It's a very big that's, book. Uh, we're, are we going to need a bigger book? Or <laughs> we're going to need a bigger book. Sorry, we're gonna need a bigger bookmark. Big, bigger, bigger bookmark. There's no yeah. sharks in this. There's one, no sharks though. in this one. Now there were sharks in another one, but uh, yeah, okay. um, yeah. I, I I figured out. I've I've read about twenty three percent. Yes, and I laughed at that number because I was like, "How did you come up with the math actually held up?" Anyway, <laughs> well, uh, it's probably good so far. Very exciting opening. Um. Well, good. I'm yeah. glad that you like that. Yeah. But see, I don't know I, when I'm writing it. Um, you know, I write with the muse and um, um, this book has to do with crossroads. When you come to a crossroad, it, it has change, it has resolution, it has new beginnings, it has a, a nice new character coming in. Mm -hmm. um, it uh, deals with the, uh, up the birth of Mia's uh, twins. Mm -hmm. Right off the bat. Also, right look forward to another Alexi Aaron cover. Um, she has been killing it with the covers lately because I don't know that we've really we, we don't necessarily specify who does the covers a lot of it's times. Been Alexi. The, the forthcoming we've already got the cover for Crossroads and it's really good. And you did Night of Pages, yes. And also was it uh, uh, the Promise? The Promise, yeah. So that's just a little you know behind the scenes. A little behind the scenes. But what's cool? Big, but yeah, yeah, what's cool about the Crossroads is the Red Pen and I we went to uh, find the. Ultimate Crossroads, which is in the graveyard. <laughs> if you want yes. to make a deal with the devil, that's the place to Don't go. Don't do that. <laughs> Unless you're going to get some really... This Alexi Aaron podcast does not advise that. The Alexi Aaron podcast does not advise selling your soul. So uh, I should just... Oh, disclaimer? Disclaimer, Yeah, disclaimer. we do not advise it. We don't advise it, but you know but what? But if you do, alert, alert, hellhounds. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> But the idea is that the point is is that the next haunted series book Crossroads is in the editor's hands. Obviously, we got a lot of things going on, and who knows what what will how everything will shake out? Because you said it's the longest book yet. We'll see what the red pen how the red pen feels about that. Are you going to be yes. slashing with the red or? That is not my aim. I, I don't. I you don't seem know. to think that that I'm like a pirate. I just I've seen I've seen when uh, it comes back. It just looks like it, lo it looks like a, it looks like a poor victim's been shot. The book's so red. No, 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 it's because of my, my tears. All <laughs> oh, the tears have mixed you it. You shouldn't okay. use water. You have to use waterproof. No, paint. no, the one time it was sriracha. Sriracha. Oh, sriracha. Well, that might have been ears eyes watering. Um so yeah, the idea and is And also I've started book 28. Oh. Well, 
so, my word. So people who thought that, um, just to let you know that Crossroads isn't the last book. Crossroads is not the last book you heard straight here from Alexi. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest, I probably shouldn't pay better attention, but that was news to me. <laughs> so that was nice. That's a little extra little bit right there. So anyway, Knight of Pages, wonderful book. Thank you, Alexi, for coming and giving us a little bit more info. Thank you, Red Pen, for giving us a, a lots of behind-the-scenes stuff. I love yep. it. Uh, I know it's fun calling you the Red Pen. I know, I know what your real name is, but I, I like Red Pen better. <laughs> and uh i just have to say from aaron uh web guy lex aaron podcast thank you all very much i'm very much looking forward to seeing what's going to happen in the next book crossroads i'm hoping people like the night of pages and really that's about it so uh, closing thoughts lexi thank you for reviewing night of pages thank you for spreading the word thank you for all the activity on the facebook site oh wow um fantastic fantastic bravo bravo and, and, yay. and red pen, pen. Any, cl any closing thoughts? Mm. Um, cheese? You know. Cheese, cheese. <laughs> nope. Red pen's doing good. Uh, no. Red pen ran out of energy. Red, red, pen, red pen ran out, but I'll tell you what, it's only because we're having lots of fun, and I, I had to actually tear both of them away from work to have this podcast, so thank you very much for letting everyone know, letting us know what's going on. So for everyone here at the Alexi Aaron team, Alexi Aaron podcast, I'm Aaron the web guy. Alexi Aaron the author? Red pen, the, the red, spiller of ink. The red pen, spiller of the ink. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Take care now. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.